Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. Hi, I'm Sarah Smith. If you're the type of person that goes to liberty as other people would go on safari, and the fact that John Lewis doesn't have a funeral service makes you fret, Sarah Smith cleaning cloths are for you. Sarah Smith, available from Sainsbury's for the Posher Washer. Proud sponsors of Dumpty Dum. Hi, it's Cosmo here. This week I'd like to talk about William Smithhurst, whose death was reported earlier this week. William Smithhurst was a writer on the Archers from 1972, and then became the editor from 1978. If you want a proper obituary, then search online for the Telegraph piece. It gives the details of the man. I want to talk about Smithhurst and the Archers. One of the writers he introduced, amongst others, was Mary Cutler, who is still writing for the programme, and she credits him with saving the programme, and a brief look around the Ambridge scenery shows us the edifices he erected in his time. He brought in Caroline Bone, now Sterling, as a cook at the Bull, and she went on to become Shula's best friend and Brian's paramour and much more. Despite Joe's protestations, Grange Farm has not always had Grundies. Again, Smithhurst created them and Grange Farm in a fold in the countryside which suddenly appeared when inefficient farmers were needed to replace the ailing Gabriels. In another way, the creation of a gorilla suit containing Nigel Pargeter brought an unbelievable wealth of stories from Nigel, Julia and the entirety of Lower Loxley, which have sustained part of the programme over the last 40 years. He wrote at least four books about the programme. In one of them, he explained something which I had not understood about his favourite character, Shula. Another scriptwriter had dispatched her on holiday on a Friday evening. She was back on the Monday evening. Smethurst had changed her mind at the airport so that he could continue writing her story. His books also cover the departure of Dan and with great difficulty Doris, where much sensitive handling of her alter ego is required, plus achieving the guest appearance of Princess Margaret. Thank you, William Smethurst, for your efforts with the Archers and elsewhere. Much of the village you invented still stands in tribute to your years at the helm. And as an aside, and as a pointer for the next editor, you could work, do worse than look back to Smethurst's time. Smethurst did solid characters. Smethurst did stories. Smethurst did countryside. Smethurst grew listener numbers. Smethurst did not do issues. Well worth remembering. 
Thank you for that stirring tribute, Cosmo. And I must admit, I kind of came in on the William Smithers tenure with the old Sid and Kathy uh, affair with uh, DC Barry, who was a bastard, so. What, so, you mean that was one of his, his big storylines? Yep, it was. Yeah, It yeah. was, and that's ultimately which ends up splitting up Sid and Kathy because uh, they never really truthfully got over that affair and then Sid had an affair after Kathy's with Jolene some years afterwards. Yeah, you see, I only, like, I was probably only about seven or eight because uh, I'm a lot long, younger than you, Royfeld. Shut up. And, uh, <laughs> so, but I do vaguely remember Black that. Black don't I, crack. I, <laughs> I vaguely remember uh, mm. the Sid and Kathy and Sid and Jolene thing, but I must have been really young because that was that like eighty. Shouldn't you have been playing with like your Cindy dolls at that point? Yeah, I was, but I had the archers on in the background. Hardcore like, archers and affairs yeah, instead. Yeah, yeah, it was because it was steamy, wasn't mm, it? It was, yeah, and it absolutely got me hooked. So, Mr. Smedhurst, we salute you, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Because what is this, Harriet? Uh, oh, I thought I was the red bits. This okay. is Dum De Dum, the show about the reality docudrama that has centred on Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. <laughs> I am the slickly run village fate that is Royfield Brown, and with me I have the barge job that is Elf World. Harriet Carmichael, aka Shamridges. I, I read that as boob job, and I it kind of because I'm kind of because I told you I can't read off a screen. You know, so I, I yeah. Anyway, mm, I, 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 it's um. It's the, it's the last fortnight's archers. It's getting to you. I know. So rude and Hasn't awkward. it been hot and sticky, just like the weather? Ugh. Yeah, exactly. And the last part of our whack-a-mole folks is you. Now, today's dum-de-dum isn't a dum-de-dum. And as you heard, it was a lovely tribute from Cosmo about mm-hmm. the dear departed ex-editor of The Archers, William Smethurst. So we thought that would be a fitting way to start the show. But Harriet... Mm-hmm. We yep. do actually quite like dum de dums, though we haven't had any in like forever. So if somebody can be bothered, fussed, or even asked to send one in, how can they do that? If you'd like to sing us a dum de dum, give us a plot prediction, or discover if Toby and Pip are in to get their own post watershed show on Channel Four, a naked one, then ring us on o two o three zero three one three one zero five, or leave us a message on Speakpipe. Thanks to lovely Lucy for going away so I can for once co-host the show for her amazing monologues. Oh, is that right? (laughs) To Cosmo for his podcast roundups and to Sarah Smith for sponsoring us. On this week's fantastic episode, we have calls from Claire Asprey, who has two bites of the cherry and worries about Shula and Alistair. Witherspoon, who wants Rex to biff Toby. Dusty Substances, who wonders about the village's replacement of Linda Andrew Horn, who has thoughts about boarding school and empathy and blithe spirit, who worries about brotherly love triangles being repeated. But first, let's hear Harriet's week in Ambridge. Shambridge. Brian, Justin was very distracted on the phone the other day. Wouldn't concentrate on a word Brian was saying, apparently. Oh, sorry, Jennifer. Do you mind if I take this? It's work. Oh, I'll put the coffee on. Thanks. <sighs> Hello. No, 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 I can talk. Tintin. <laughs> Go on, then. You know I love it when you talk like a developer. Yes, yes. Of course I'll still sell you Grange Farm. <laughs> Naughty Tintin. Oh, 
All right, then. I promise I'm still your snowy. Bye-bye, Tintin. <laughs> Caroline? Oh, Lillian. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, darling. Who are you talking to? Oh, uh, no one. Uh, Oliver. Really? Could have fooled me. I, I wasn't listening in, but... Did I hear you say Tintin? Oh, I, uh, there's Ruth. Also otherwise engaged by the looks of no, things. Oh, you know I'm not a call is on this number. Oh, but you know I can't resist it when you go all Demora Capital on me. Oh, go on, see BL Board one more time. Oh, that's it, Justin. Justin? <laughs> Justin, in case you were... Thinking of calling us on this number again. Uh, I'm not interested in upgrading my mobile account. Uh, goodbye. <sighs> Nuisance callers. <laughs> Tintin. Oh, bring back Tiger. All is forgiven. Oh, I quite enjoyed that this week. Um, so, so who, who, who were you? <laughs> <laughs> You are yeah, really thanks. good at your impressions, but just... Thanks for listening. I don't know, just for first-time <laughs> listeners. Oh, okay. Well, so who was I in that one? Yeah. In Okay, mm. so that Shambridge, mm. can I say thank you to uh, Mike at Dark Blue Box? Because he inspired that one. It was basically, um, you know that horrible uh, Justin Lillian phone call? Well, I, It assumed... wasn't horrible. I thought it was lovely. Did you? It sh- no, yeah. it showed that they were full of life. Ooh, it was a bit cringy, wasn't it? I mean, it, what, I just, what's wrong I, what, with two people? No, you know, no, I, not from that point of view. I mean, you know, no, it's lovely that they were, mm. you know, having fun times. But I just thought Justin was. It was just a bit hammy the way it was. I mean, don't you think well, well, it, it, he he would have been a bit a bit more just kind of get Brian away quicker rather than mm. carry it was just a, they couldn't have played it any differently because we had to know what was going on Can, but i just i cringed a bit i i love me some justin elliott as it goes right? yeah he's a, he is he is great he's i think great i think he's a great character yeah. but i actually think in terms of acting i think he's a oh. little bit yeah, but that's because mm. he's quite he's quite a famous actor, isn't he? Well, he's done well, a lot of stuff. I think sometimes maybe if you've done a lot of telly and mm. other radio, maybe you're just a bit too cheesy for the archers. Well, I don't know. Che- cheesy isn't the word that I would use, right? Right. But I would say he sounds a, just a tad stagey, just a tad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's declaiming just a little. You yes. know, whereas we, what you get with all the other Archer's characters who've been on it yeah. forever, um, they can do very human and subtle pauses yeah. and, and they sound very conversational, yeah. whereas he just sounds a bit like, hello, I'm Justin Elliott, yeah. I've just walked into the room. You're right. That's that's a word that I would have chosen had I thought about it. Mm. I, I didn't kind what of do you mean? mean? Whoa, no, no, meant, this no, is no, your no. first ever <laughs> dum-de-dum and you just come on without thinking. <laughs> Yeah, that's my I, job. You saw my notes. I'd written four things down for my <laughs> To fill an hour. <laughs> I've had a really busy day. Right. Uh, no, but no, you're right. That's what I mean. It's He's too stagey. You're right. That's mm. exactly right. Mm. But I do but love he's, him. He's, I do good, love him. he's supposed I do to be him. over the top, isn't he? He's a, chari- he's a proper character. Yeah, no, he's a, bit, he's a yeah. bit of an alpha male, which reminds me, folks, right, mm. just before we get on to just chatting about oh, so, so the can last I just week. say in sorry in case people were confused mm. oh, I'm hoping they weren't because I did name everybody who I was but that was basically uh 
it was um, Jenny, who was a new voice. I've never done her before, which is why she only had two lines. And then it was Caroline. And then, uh, so Caroline was on the phone. Well, and I'll just, I'll just listen to it, Royfield, and then hopefully you'll... Um, what yeah. do you mean? Of course I've listened to it. <laughs> what did you take me for? I know you listen every time I post one. Mm. Um, <laughs> Carry on. Right, now, folks, uh, specifically to the men out there, now, we've got uh, Men's Hour coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Are you right. actually doing it? Well, right here and now, unless somebody comes up with an agenda and some topics to talk about, um, it's going to fall flat on its face. Oh. All I've got, good people, is let's talk about Ambridge Cricket. And I've discovered, oh. Harriet, that there yeah. is an amazing Twitter account called Ambridge Cricket. And it oh. goes back till 2012 it's got all the matches on there, who's won, et cetera, et cetera. So we can discuss oh, Ambridge cricket, us, but, us, us but blokesy actually, blokes. Mm. Do you know what I was thinking? Because I don't understand cricket, and I find all those cricket scenes really boring that they do. <laughs> and <laughs> it's so boring, and they're so mm. slow, and I don't mm. care. And uh, But no one ever talks about football, do they? They never... Like, well, that's not no... quite true. Ian is a Felpersham Oh uh, yeah, okay. And yeah. we've got Benny Carvalho coming. Yeah, um, I, you know what I think that is. I think that? it's an anagram. Really? Because he's not—he's not real, is he? Of course, I've he's looked not. him up. No. no. So it's going to be someone else, isn't it? No, I reckon they're going to get a real famous person. I, I reckon like Benny will have broken his leg or something, and they're going to get a proper sports star on. You know, like why would that whole name? Who? Who? You know, why would that? Well, it's well, because... That's my prediction. Well, Felpersham, and I can't remember if they're called Felpersham United, but Felpersham play in a lowly division, like yeah. Division three, yeah. Division 2 or something means. or another. Yeah. So, by definition, just about anybody that plays for them is going to be a who. Yeah, That's the right. way that I yeah. can't... You know, if it was Manchester United, you go Wayne Rooney, no one would say who. You don't have right. to be into football to know who that is, but... Right. You know, this is some lowly football league team, supposedly. And actually, wasn't it the fate today? And it was, and it so would have happened. So was he coming today? Uh, I right. presume so, so. Yeah, so there wasn't anything, basically. It was just a kind of joke, wasn't it? I'm not saying that you're breaking the fourth wall and all of this, but you know we just right. record this in kind of Never Neverland, but you've got oh, yeah, nailed it as to, like, we do, we're doing this on <laughs> Sunday, we haven't listened to a show. <laughs> Good heavens. Talk about the Wizard of Oz and the curtain oh, being lifted. No, I... Nice one, Harriet. Sorry, I thought. Oh, yeah, sorry. This is totally live, isn't it? <laughs> Rufus, well, Rufus thought it was live, so he was basically sitting downstairs trying to tune in. And then I was like, "Well, a, you don't know what to tune into. It's not on radio, and and it's not live." Mm. Uh, but uh, no, sorry. Oh no, I shouldn't. You can cut that out anyway. It's not live. <laughs> right. Last week in Ambridge, discuss. What, what tickled you fancy? Um, uh, oh, should I look at my notes? Uh, oh, well, do you know what? That actually, so I actually missed one episode last week, and I couldn't mm. remember which one it was. So I listened to a bit of the omnibus on iPlayer, and it was uh, Linda and Roberts come back. I do love some Roberts now. Yeah, I, I actually, God. I'd go so, so far to say that he could well actually be my favourite character, but I've never quite realised. I thought he was so funny. And I think they... Because first of all, I thought, oh, is it a new actor? Because he... I mean, because it's probably because we haven't heard Robert for so long and everyone is a new actor. Mm. But he was definitely old Robert. 
But they've kind of made him even funnier, I think. He was lovely, wasn't he? Well, well he, he always is. You know? Yeah, he always is. Yeah. He's the yeah. steady hand on the tiller. Yeah. He's like subtle comedic uh, presence. Yeah. He's strong when needs to be. I just, I just love the character, love the actor, love yeah. the man. I hope they're going to give him more and, and make him... But they okay. never do, they do. Considering how much uh, Linda yeah, plays in the village, he's scandalously underused, isn't he? I wonder if he's just busy doing other things. Like, mm. maybe he's a really busy jobbing actor and, and is only available for, you know, a day, a year. You know, he got me listening to that whole scene last year about the twitching, about the birds. And I was okay. genuinely gripped. And yeah. I lovely i really yeah. don't care for watching birds yeah no but i do but any scene with robert snell in and he's a dean sealer as far as i'm concerned yeah he's brilliant um mm. maybe him and linda don't get on in real life and so <laughs> they try and minimize their scenes together you're a little adjunct provocateur you aren't you like to stir yeah, things yeah, up <laughs> you never know um do you know what have you asked Adrian Charles to be on your man's hour? No. Oh, just wondered. Why? Well, you know, because he knows about football and possibly cricket. Yeah, but and does, he's he know a man. Any, does he know anything about the archers? Um, I'm not sure about that. But you could get him into it. I just what, in the next maybe... two weeks? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe you should find out. Uh, have you got like a, a back channel of uh, communication to the man? No, I haven't. But well, I was then it's just about... ridiculous then, isn't it? <laughs> I was talking about him today. And just wondering what he was doing. I was, I was talking about Prince Charles today. Oh. It's not going to get him on the show, is it? No, but he definitely listens. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, we were talking about Robert. You need to be a bit more focused. Sorry, I know. I know. But look, I've got my but notes. I, but I tell, you who, uh, I tell you who are focused, yeah. though. Yeah. The listeners. Yes. Shall we see who, which caller inners have caller in, did? <laughs> yes. Shall oh, we? Yes. Who the caller in us? I think we ought Hello, Ambridge 3962. First, we have Dusty Substances. Hello, it's Dusty Substances here, the wrong sort of listener. A few more comments about the ongoing saga of the village fate. I think Linda was quite right to tell Fallon that Ambridge needs to find someone else to take on all those village events and campaigns because separately from from Linda's perspective, actually the village needs to do that because Linda can't go on indefinitely really any event or any sort of function of the village that relies so completely on one person is going to run into real trouble when that person no longer is available and I think actually Linda's probably done them a favour to make them stand on their own two feet this year I mean I think obviously she was quite miffed but even so and I think the replacements for Robert and Linda in the future are going to be Fallon and Harrison. We clearly lost the funky Fallon of old and she's edging ever closer to being a pillar of the society and matching her teacups or whatever she's doing. Harrison is always reliable, isn't he? sounds damning with faint praise, but uh, he'll be like Robert turning up with a hammer or something to save the day. Actually, I wish somebody had taken a hammer to 
Oh, never mind. That's a different story, isn't it? Anyway, yes, I think Lindy Box will eventually uh, sort of step in and save the day with this year's fate. But I think she really does need to say, actually, enough is enough. I'm going to sit on this sun lounger. I'm going to talk to Scruff and I'm going to scratch behind his ears and I'm going to have a lovely retirement and good luck to her. Anyway, that's it. Have a lovely week and I'll speak to you soon. Bye. She wonders whether... Uh, we are not witnessing the replacement of Linda with Fallon and PC Harrisman. What do you reckon? Um, No, I think basically Linda is going to be restored to her pillar Mm -hmm. because uh, Fallon is just not in that category, is she? She's like, she can only do vintage stuff. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Oh, really? Do you think she's going to inherit well, I hadn't thought about this, and and as you know, I don't think about many things when no. I, just, but I, I can blather about them, you know, without <laughs> thinking about them. <laughs> that's what um, I but do. when Dusty said this, I thought, hmm, that's pretty astute because there has been a passing of the mantle, so to speak, in the cricket team. So it yes. has definitely dropped down a generation, hasn't it? Because yeah, you're right. talking about William Smethurst, so back in the eighties. Sid was Sid managed that cricket team for, for eons. Right. Then it kind of passed to Alistair Stroke um, Adam. Yeah. And, and wandered off somewhere. Yeah, and Alistair's doing all these weird stuff and has just kind yeah. of given up. He can't motivate the team. Nobody wants to come. Surprise, you know, ever... Rob's got stabbed in the belly. He can't play, etc., yeah. etc. Et Charlie's gone, gone up to Scotland, etc. So teams all fall into pieces. And then you've got this very, you know, clear passing of the generational baton down to Harrisman and Fallon. Now, I'm mm. all up for a little bit of man's hour which is a bit of a bit of a you know bit of a lark. Yeah. But I'm deeply uncomfortable with all this the little ladies go and make the tea. Yeah, I actually don't yeah. like that. I However, think that's annoying. Mm, yeah. I I I probably appreciate it's probably true true to life and that's yeah. the way that these things happen in little yeah. you know village cricket teams, but I don't really like it. But within that dynamic where Harrison said uh, a couple of weeks ago well, I will only do this because very much Fallon pushed him into it. He said no, didn't he? If he says, I will only do this if you do the tease, you could kind of see this burgeoning, we are the glue of the yeah. village kind of thing being put yeah. in place. But yeah. Fallon needs to earn her wings and, you know, you can't just throw on a village fate. You know, no. there are, you know... Um, Linda has got a whole load of knowledge that has gone back for the last 30-odd years and who to cajole. hmm? Yeah, and also, but Linda, and also Linda is a comedy character. So when she does it, you Mm. know, it's just, oh, oh, that wasn't Linda. Um, I forgot I do Linda. Um, No, she... she, Do um, Do Linda. Uh, Robert, Robert and I, oh, oh, Fallon, I'm not coming in to, to help you out on this one. It's all very like this, isn't it? Oh, Caroline, sorry to butt in. Um, that's how I get into Linda. I can only say, Robert, Robert, when she's cross, and Caroline, when she's doing that thing, or go a bit nasal, and then sound like she's got a bad cold. Ruth, and Ruth. <laughs> 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 it's really weird. I got The thing is, I find it really hard to do the impressions when 
I'm not in front of my mic when I'm looking at a computer screen. I've got a little picture of you at the bottom. It's, um, uh, yes, no, no. So uh, Linda is. Um, uh, so no, but she's she's comedy. So Fallon can't take over that role because she, you know, she's not a comedy character, is she? She's a more. No, she's, fa- a, she's, a dra- pretty- she's a main dramatic kind of you know love mm. story girl, isn't she? Mm. I think, uh, considering that my Fallon has had really naffle to do, naffle to do, really, for the I last few years. I think they can make her a bit more hashtag this girl can. Mm. Well, Dusty did also say that, didn't she, that the funky Fallon of old has kind yeah. of gone. And, and maybe this is part of the whole kind of transition to her becoming a bastion of, of the village. Yeah, but that's so boring. That's boring bastion. Well, isn't that fundamentally what bastions are? Uh, But they should be funny. So actually, also going back to the um, uh, uh, the William Smithhurst thing, Mm. what was really interesting because I didn't know anything about him, obviously. But in that um, really, really good obituary by the Telegraph, Mm. they said that he saw Archers as essentially a social comedy, like Jane Austen. And then, and I'd never thought about that, but it is really Jane Austen because they've because like Jane Austen. She's got like the comedy snobby characters like mm. Linda and then Susan and and then but then people like Fallon are the kind of uh, you know Bennett sisters, you know Fallon and Pip, um, Pip and all that lot. You know what I mean? You know because I just like. And then Harrison is kind of you know he's Darcy, isn't he? Really? Well, you know he's the kind of big muscular you know, and then him and Fallon had that. Elizabeth Bennet, Darcy, you know, hating each other and then loving each other. I'll tell you how this could make sense to me. If you could translate this into superheroes and the Avengers, Mm. right, then it would make a whole lot more sense to me. Oh, have you never read Jane Austen? No. No. Oh, my God, Royfield. Honestly, you would love it. Because it is basically just the arches. It's so gentle, and it's just social comedy, mm. and it's and it's just and it's just about community. And shall I read you this quote? Go on. No, this is this is in my prep. This is in one of my notes. So then I read. Oh, hang on, I've lost it. No, I can't read it. You. Oh no, I can. So... <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth Day in the Telegraph wrote uh like jane austen the arches is very good with class and that's why people love it because you know british people are obsessed with class and she said plot comes and goes social observation is eternal that's the thing about the arches isn't it they have massive things like you know the 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 recent one amazing massive plot lines but then they die down don't they and the Mm. social observation stuff is the stuff we all love and the stuff we all want well talking about social observation yeah. Over on uh, dumdydum.com forward slash forum. Oh, yeah. Crumbs are people interested in the tea, dinner, supper debate, which uh, we touched on last week. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, yes. Mm. Well, I thought I had always thought that was like I think you said last week. I had always thought it was a um, north south divide because wasn't isn't supper in the north. That's like a biscuit before you go to bed. That's like what a lot eat. of people say. It's a bit like yeah. cheese on toast, circa yeah. about nine o'clock, half yeah. nine. You're a bit peckish. Yeah. But for posh people in the South, like me, it's your dinner. It's your evening dinner. Mm. So I, I, you know, I say supper. Are you posh? Yeah. Can you tell? 
from? Um, my mum is from Yorkshire, but you'd never know. Shouldn't sound it. Oh, she's from North Yorkshire. She she is actually. There you go. She's posh bit. Yeah, it R- is. Ripon and York yeah, and all of yeah, that. Yeah, she's from around there. Yeah. And my granny, her mum, thinks that she. Well, she is very posh, but she's not really from posh stock. So she's very snobby about um yeah about everything because she's not really posh. She's from the other side. They're like the right is the ridings, isn't it? The South Riding and the North Riding and the West Riding. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember which one's posh and which one's not. Anyway. Well, just North. Yeah. 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 Now, um, talking about poshness, I think yeah. we should uh, nip over to Andrew Horn. Oh, yeah. He's very posh. But he says great things, I think. Shall I shush now? Greetings, Earthlings. Andrew Horn here from a very hot but windy Crete. Um, I'm afraid I can't give you an update on the elderflower cordial index, as there doesn't appear to be a drop on the island. Lots of pomegranates and pomegranate juice, but that's uh, for another podcast. Anyway, I really wanted just to touch base about the comment of uh, boarding school and Rob, and maybe that um, made him struggle with empathy. Marcus Brigstock had said it gave him issues boarding from an early age. I know a couple of people who were sent to school because it was the traditional thing to do in their family, who didn't particularly enjoy it and do carry some baggage. But I know far more people who loved it, the immersive boarding school experience. It is a, it is a privilege, you know, leaving aside um, how you pay for it. It is a sort of a special, uh, a special time. I loved it. I went to eight um, as a chorister. I think we discussed it on a previous podcast. <clears throat> and it, some of the best days of my life. So it was good for me, and I don't think it, I've struggled with uh, with uh, emotional engagement with people as a result of it. Coming to this week's Archers, I'm not enjoying Linda's her joy at the the way that that Fallon is uh, struggling and getting into a bit of a hole with the fate. I don't think it becomes you, Linda. Um, so please stop that. And Josh has been on the, uh, the the Weetabix in the mornings, hasn't he? Taking lumps out of Toby left, right, and centre. Uh, I'm sure that'll play out because Toby will blot his copy book again and uh, Josh will be there to boot him out. Anyway, looking forward to the man's hour in a few weeks' time uh, when I'll be back and uh, enjoy the summer till then. Bye. Hmm, Andrew Horn. Hmm. Now, <laughs> I'm not posh and we all know that, but you are posh. So yeah. why don't you uh, well, lead in I... with this about boarding school uh, yes. and empathy. Go. Well, can I just also say, although I am posh mm. from a voice perspective, I didn't go to a posh school. And most people assume I did because of the way I speak. Mm. And I always think that's quite interesting because... Um, people presume I'm from Birmingham because of the way that I speak. But you are, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Um so, yeah, boarding schools, oh, so they're awful. I think. Well, no, 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 no. Loads of people had really happy memories, didn't they? Mm. But I think definitely that whole repressed thing uh, it must be relevant to Rob. Because I think if you're a vulnerable, if you're a vulnerable child, oh, my God, it's like when you read stories and it's about a seven-year-old being sent to school. It's, I can't, I actually can't even think about it. You're so vulnerable and then you go to a school where you're, 
where you can't express your so it, it emotionally uh, stifles you, doesn't it? it? It stops your emotional development, presumably. I think I, though, and I'm uh, not here to prop up the public school boarding system, but I yeah. think. Andrew's point is that you can go to these schools and not end up all being repressed. Yeah, no, of course, of course. But I think it probably depends. I think nowadays it's completely different anyway. But probably if you went 40 years ago, it, it kind of depends what kind of person you are. I think if you are a confident child anyway and secure, then you, it, you probably thrive at a boarding school. And also, obviously, it depends what type of boarding school it was. But there were some, like... Um, a friend of mine, oh, where did he go? Uppingham, I think. And he now, he won't be listening, so it's fine. He now is a, is a super head, you know, super headmasters who yes. kind of turn around schools. Mm-hmm. And, and, but he had a terrible time at boarding school. He hated it with a passion. But I think that kind of, you know, realising, oh, I don't know what my point is, Rife. Um, uh, do you know what I mean? No, because no. if you don't know what your point is, how am I supposed to determine... what your point is but no 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 because we keep it in because it's quite funny i like it when people just like run off the rails when when their thought processes it's quite i think i think all that has rubbed off on him and he can now implement it in Uh in, you know in his tough schools he can be tough he's got Mm. a very thick skin actually very thick skin and you need that if you're if you're sorting out terrible problems within a school don't you you know when you've got the police in every day and you're dealing with gangs and you need a thick skin and he's deaf, and so yeah, he's got that. And Rob's got a thick skin, obviously, isn't he? No, he's quite thin-skinned. No. What are you talking he's about? Because he, he takes any perceived slight really quite badly. Yeah, but that's just—he's just acting, isn't he? What? Isn't he? When when he's when he's being sensitive, he's just. Do you think he's just acting? I tell you um, what, I've I noticed. I have a skin to be that horrible, haven't you? To be that manipulative? No, no, no. He's got a, a massive sense of entitlement which goes with his oh, class yeah. and with i believe his upbringing right so he believes that men are better than women number yeah. one yeah number two he thinks that he is socially better than the vast majority of people in the village and i think that all goes down to the public school yeah. thing he yeah. is able to be charming when needs be yeah he's socially charming Though that veneer is pretty thin. And I believe that is, again, to do with this public school background. And the one thing that I've noticed, and uh, far bit for me to throw a little bit of politics at this, uh, uh, at this podcast. Yeah. But, <laughs> As um, if you, nev- you never do that. N- never. <laughs> never. <laughs> right. I always like those bits. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're I in do. a minority. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been struck by Tory MPs and Tory grandees, how socially competent they are. You can be at a little dinner party, a little drinks thing, and they know, they they can completely and utterly put you at your ease. doesn't matter what social strata you come from. They just float. And and they're absolutely brilliant. And in a way, Boris Johnson is is absolutely uh, typical of that. Yes, yeah, so right. You know, so... they don't have to have been brought up on a council estate to be able to speak to somebody who's been brought up on no, a council estate no. at all. And they can speak to anybody, any social strata. Yeah, in a really loud voice. Well, loud, loud, <laughs> loud or not so loud. All right. And 
it, there is something which that public school system uh, gives yeah. uh, a certain type of middle-aged, middle-class, upper-middle-class man, which is that social grace and confidence. And yeah. then, and I've always said, even though I'm an old lefty, mm-hmm. I'd much rather be stuck in a room with some Tory grandee than some thrusting social warrior because actually uh, the the Tories have much more social grace and I think it's to do with uh, massively to do with to do with confidence to do with a certain sense of entitlement but also to do with the public school system that they they, they just know how to comport themselves and how to be socially charming Um, so and and yeah. Rob has that um, to a degree, to a small degree. But then the brittleness and the, and his lack of warmth uh, that she was given, kind of growing up, kind of um, shines through. I mean, oh. he did have weird parents, so that makes. I mean, sure, presumably it's also your parents that that have a massive effect on no, you. No, absolutely. And the whole thing is that he had no real love. Like he, no. you know, he, he suffered from not having any cuddles growing up. Yeah, exactly. That, that's the whole thing with Rob, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, He's so of, yeah. for, for him, love is, is ownership. But, but that's the thing, isn't it? It's all about emotional development, isn't it? So he doesn't mm. know how to love himself, does he? You know, I guess all that stopped at five years old. Well, it, if, well if, if it was ever there at all. It, it never started, exactly. No, but his mum does love him. Even his, she, but this, this is the thing, though. Even his father would say that he loves him. You know, but yeah. it's just that none of us yeah. would recognise that as being love. Yeah. You know, it's very yeah. much, uh, you're, you're a child, when you're growing up, you're a child, you're seen and not heard, etc. Yeah. Uh, blah, 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 you know. Mm. But yes, no, you do you do see flashes of more conventional love between him and his mother. Yeah. Much more conventional love. Yeah. And, and, they ha- and she has a certain empathy for him. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But she's still a horrid character and a horrid yeah, woman. She, yeah, no, she's a witch. But, yeah. but all we're seeing is um, Helen and Rob 40 years in the future. That's the whole point of it, isn't it? That um, yes. unless yeah. Helen can break away, that is Helen's future. Yeah. What, if if she hadn't done what she did? Yeah. She would have turned Stabbed into Ursula. in the guts. Exactly. All right. Yeah, so have we dealt with that? Is that Ex. all sorted? Smashing. Yeah. Look at us. I, Who needs Lucy? <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> talking about families. Lucy's always good at arguing with you, though. See, she would have thought about... She's, you know, she's so quick and clever. She would have gone, no, Royfield, and argued. I think you'll find... Really I think you'll argue. find... I think you'll find I'm expert at arguing and dismantling Lucy. <laughs> I think that's what you'll find, Harriet. I think you're both very good at contradicting each other, which mm. is healthy debate. Mm. Whereas, you know, I start drifting off after, you know, a bit too long. Well, mm. well, I just lose my trail of thought. Well, it's different strokes for different folks, isn't it? Some people like to be focused and think about things. You just like to be uh, somewhat (laughs) scatological, run out of steam. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, So who's who's next? uh, Witherspoon. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. 
Greetings, Harriet Royfield, Millie Bell, and all Dumpty Dumbers around the world. Witherspoon and Angus Haggis are back from upstate New York. We all had a lovely holiday, especially Angus, and it has been followed by a week of convention watching. All the stirring speeches must have disturbed my equilibrium because I tripped over an unfamiliar low decorative wall in Summit, face-planted, and fractured my nose. Well, the good news is that it's a small break, no surgery is needed, and I'm here talking to you today. One person I worry about receiving a blow to the nose is Toby, but he deserves it. I cannot wait for either Josh or Rex walking in on Tip or Poby, if you may, and blowing a gasket. I really hope that the scriptwriters do not deny us this pleasure. I actually want Josh to be the one, because he won't hold anything back, whereas Rex may walk away in a state of despair. And going back to this week's chicken catastrophe, how many times can one person slink away from responsibility for a crisis he has caused? Wasn't it just the week before that Toby had promised to turn over a new leaf because of his chicken thievery? As we've postulated, there has probably been a lifetime of episodes of Rex saving the tuchus of Toby. Is this really his last chance? Now a brief visit to Law & Order Ambridge. I'm quite disappointed with Anna's legal defense skills to this point. Searching for character witnesses? Is that the best she can do? That will be like pissing in the ocean come the trial. As we've said before, Anna needs to be looking for ways of cracking the facade of Rob so people can see a portrait of his true evil. In a way, Susan is the perfect touch point. Until she realizes that he is not the community hero, Anna and Helen are in significant trouble. Oh, and I just thought of an analogy between Rob Tichner and Donald Trump, but I'll just let you all go with it. Final point, Linda and the village fate. Friday's conversation between her and Fallon is best described as delicious. A funny funny coincidence. I was on my college class reunions committee two years ago, and we chose a Brazilian theme because of the World Cup. Now keep in mind that Princeton reunions are like a hundred village fates on megadoses of steroids. So the reunion's chair, who is indeed a good friend of mine, is like Linda, and I'm more like Fallon. We did wind up having a samba band featuring scantily clad women, much to my friend's chagrin, but it all worked out in the end. And guess who's the new chair of our next major reunion in three years? Yes, it's me. Our first meeting is in a week. I'll keep you posted. On that note, Angus and I will settle into a nice Sunday brunch, oops, I mean a big breakfast, prepared by a handsome husband, who also happens to be an excellent chef. It's like having my very own Ian, Gaelic roots and all. Talk to you next week when I reveal my own personal superpower. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling, tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Mercy. Now, Witherspoon, he wants Rex to biff Toby, but thinks that maybe Josh is the one to do it. What are you reckoning about all this uh, love triangle, sibling backstabbing and uh, Pip um, fondling? Have we done the bit where I have to be quiet? Have you played that bit? <laughs> <laughs> I've asked you a question. I've asked, I've asked, no, I asked you a question. I says, what do you think? Oh, I find... That cues um, you up to answer... Okay, my okay. question. Thanks. I am finding Josh quite annoying at the moment. Like, oh, oh, oh! Now I mean, I'm about to violently disagree oh, with you. No, I mean, I think he's being really. I think it's great the way he's standing up to Rex, and I think he's a good actor. And and you know, and but I just, I, because in my head, he's still only about thirteen. Mm. I mean, and he is older than that, I know, but 
it's just all this kind of yeah and to Rex and oh, and now he's like oh this my business and blah 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 and I just find it really annoying and if I was Rex I would just be like I, I would just punch him actually and go Rex. but Rex yeah. hasn't got that within him though has he hang on hang on oh god am I mixing them up them two Toby no which one's the dick Toby, Toby. Rex Oh, well, yes, yeah, sorry. Toby's sorry. been getting his dick oh, out. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Toby's yeah. a dick, so, and he's been Toby's using his dick. With the, with the dick. Okay, yeah, I get them. See, I get them. It's really mixed up. Because in my head, Rex is um, a better name for Toby. They should be that called I completely Rex. agree, yeah, and I've always yeah, thought you. that. Thank you, which is why it makes it so confusing. Yeah, so if I was Toby, I would punch Josh because he's just being a little bit of an upstart. I know he's helping, but I just find him so annoying. But it's just because he's young. He'll, he'll turn into a really great guy, don't you think? Well, I mean, who? Toby or uh, Josh? Josh. Mm. Be a nice, he's, he is a nice guy, but he's just irritating. I think, right, I mm. think we're going to see some massive transformation with Josh because Josh is only between 17 and 18. He's just passed right. his test. He's just finished. Uh, school hasn't he yeah. so he's between 17 and 18 and he's somewhat precocious in terms of I have yeah. my own business yeah all right yeah so that's him. all come a little bit too soon and it reminds us of uh, the sausage king himself who yes. was so yes. there's these massive parallels there yes that's right I right. That. yeah so you don't you don't listen to Dundee because no. I said this well, about I, six I, weeks ago do, <laughs> I do mostly but then sometimes I but catch just up not intently. <laughs> you just let it just like waft over you. You know, I drift off occasionally. Anyway, or you know. well, sometimes I just leave it on upstairs, and you know, then you go downstairs to put, you know, make a tea or something, and then by the time you're back up, it's finished. All Royfel's best bits and insightful <laughs> bits are over. I always listen to Lucy's bit, oh. and then <laughs> you and everybody else. <laughs> and then it's like time for a little break. <laughs> you just go and do something else. <laughs> and I always like the bit at the end where you just waffle. Mm. I like that. Yeah. So right. anyway, so Sausage King, Josh. I so, have heard you say that before. Okay. All right. I was just, you know, I was acting there, Royfield. I was like trying to kind well, of. Well, you, you did it very the... well. Thanks. Thanks. Well done. So Thanks. what's been quite marked is that uh, Josh is going to become this kind of quite forceful character and i think he's going to become some dare i say alpha business person and right. i think the whole thing with the eggs and neil was just to show us that actually he still is quite young because yeah. they're project to me they've added another 10 years onto him especially well, yeah. the dressing yeah. down he gave toby that's, that's a what 17 a, year yeah. old an 18 year that's old that's what i'm saying yeah that was my point yeah he sh it was really annoying and if i'd been toby you know, who is a dick, but you would have just been like, oh, my God, don't be a dick. You know, I'm older than you. You can't speak to me like that. Thing You're is, though, Josh was absolutely right, you know. and But, again, for him to have the confidence and the certitude. Yeah. And I think Andrew Horn himself said it in, in, at the end of his call, you know, he, he'd definitely eaten his Weetabix that morning, hadn't he? Yeah, because he was... let him have it with both oh, barrels. I nearly wrote that in my notes because I thought that was really funny. Oh, I wish I had. The Weetabix. <laughs> the Weetabix thing. That was really funny. Hey, do you remember the Weetabix adverts from the 80s? And they were, they were skinheads, yes. weren't they? They were Dr. Martins and, and tight jeans. <laughs> you probably couldn't play that now, could you? It well, would, you know. Why not? Well, it would, 
because that has different connotations now, doesn't it? Kind of the right wing stuff. The, you mm. know the irony about skinheads. No, go on. You tell me. Tell me. The whole irony about the way that skinheads dress and the fact that they're, you know, synonymous with right wing politics. Yeah. Is that the first skinheads were West Indian immigrants in the 1960s, and the oh. whole way of dressing was a cheap but stylish way of dressing. No, so the yeah, original that. skinheads were rude boys, were black uh, Jamaicans who were into scar, who wore oh, boots yeah. and uh, and tight trousers and cut their hair because it was cheap and they could maintain that look and still look quite smart. So the first white skinheads of the late 60s and early 70s were all into uh, scar and reggae. Oh, I did not know that. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. There is my little historical uh, throwaway rambling of the episode. Is that on one of your podcasts? Um, kind really of, yeah. Number, I think number six, How Jamaica Conquered the World. We, we briefly kind of touch on right. it. Right, yeah. Yeah, but all of those early, early, early skinheads, white skinheads, are all massively into reggae. And and, and there's a little bit of a hangover of that, kind of with, with madness and with uh, yeah. Bust the Blood Vessel and, and all of that. So you get lots of dyed-in-the-wool racist skinheads that still like that kind of fast, kind of pogo-y scar and whatever, and kind of, kind of quite into it. Forgetting that actual right. racial bridge, shall we say. Yeah. But anyway, so with a spoon... Yeah. I would love Rex to biff Toby. But I've got a sneaky feeling that uh, Toby is not too much longer for this world. Because you can't have, when I say too much longer, I'm I'm playing the long game here. I'm thinking like 18 months. Because you can't have, you can't have, as many people have said, and as uh, Blythe Spirit um, is about to say... um, Mm the repetition of these brotherly love interests uh, being repeated. Yeah. And, and at that mm-hmm. point, I think we should have a, a touch of Blythe Spirit and then we'll okay. come back and we'll uh, sort this one out. Hello, Dumpty Dump, Blythe Spirit calling. Well, I have finally emerged from my post-Brexit apocalyptic bunker where I've been surviving on tins of cling peaches and bottles of water to discover that the Archers has gone all racy. Are you sure it should be broadcast at seven o'clock in the evening? I mean, surely it should be much later. I thought it was bad enough with Sid and Jolene in the shower. Oh, dear. Now we've got people being fondled and all sorts on the phone. (sighs) Suffice to say, I'm not very impressed with Pip. Don't need to say why. And there is a saying that you really shouldn't shit in your own backyard. Unfortunately, these things do have a habit of coming back at you. And after the Ed, Emma, Will triangle, do we really need two more? I leave that question with you to debate at length. Anyway, moving on to the Elderflower Cordial Retail Price Index, I have actually been in the Cotswolds, which was very nice. And there you are able to purchase a 500 milliliter bottle for two English pounds. If you go to uh, a farm shop or if you go to one of those overpriced delis that beautifully wrap pasta and mark it up by about 300%, then you can expect to pay about three times that amount. And I just wanted to finish off by responding to the brilliant plot prediction from Jan from Cam about the drones and whether we would actually discover something from that which might lead to the Dark Lord's downfall. I happen to know someone who deals with this kind of thing, aerial photography and burials, and I'm going to try and get them on a call. So hopefully watch this space uh, because it would be really good to crack this one open. Uh, If it has some relevance, it would be absolutely intriguing to kind of follow this and see where it goes. Anyway, 
I have, of course, been keeping up to date with Dum to Dum, even though I've not been listening to The Archers itself. Fantastic, as ever, to listen to what everyone has to say. And I hope you're all well. So I will sign off here. Cheers now. Bye. Bly Spirit. Yeah. It's, oh, I, you know what? I love her voice, you know. And I'm so yeah. glad you're back, Bly Spirit. But um, you do need to listen to The Archers. It, it is kind of... Oh, yes. I did wonder, mm, is she still not listening? Because of the storyline? Mm, I think so. Oh, it's really good now, though, because they hardly ever do the storyline, except when they set those prison bits. Yeah, but then that's all kind of annoying because... Yeah, it is annoying. You know, it's Anna so... yeah. Boggan isn't as good as yeah. you all thought she was. And... Uh, no. Neil like... being a character witness. Yeah, it's good. Mm. Well... Oh, yes. Uh, but, yes as, well, but as Witherspoon I... said, it's a bit like pissing in, in, in the ocean. You know, we need her to uncover uncover the evil that is Rob. But anyway, we're on to Blythe Spirit now because yeah. we're doing last calls. So let, let's move on. So um, uh, we've got the Grundies, you yeah. know, and Emma, the backwards yeah. and forwards with Emma. And now we have the Fair Brothers and Pip. Yeah. It's, it's deja vu all over again. Discuss. Uh, so was it, so is the Grundies brother thing, was that like 10 years ago, do you reckon? Well, not that long ago. Maybe not Maybe. quite 10, because yeah. Kira, little Kira, a, isn't 10, lot... is she? So, Kira... Oh, yeah, still yeah. Yeah. Kira, Kira. Um, I uh, I just wondered if maybe people had... Like, there's a lot of new listeners. I don't mm. know if they're And they might have forgotten. Also, I... Ne- I... <sighs> I just don't think it'll the pip the pip and Toby thing won't come to anything, and I and I don't think Pip and Rex will come to anything. I think Rex will just find somebody else. I mean, I don't know, I don't, but I don't think it's going to be a long drawn out thing like the Grundies. I don't think it's going to be. Well, a right well, let, well let's well let's hope not. And no. I suppose the difference is with the Grundies is that as little kids, they hated each other, and they yeah, are slowly exactly. but slowly putting that behind them. Yeah. And actually yeah. can now actually be in the same room as each other. You know, even yeah. though, um, you know, Ed shot Will's dog, you know, uh, just a couple of years ago. And also, the, the Grundies aren't, are completely different to Rex and Toby because there wasn't a kind of alpha Grundy and a weaker Grundy. They were both just, you know... No, no, Grundy. that's true. That's true. They were both Grundies together, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Though, though Will has always thought he was better than than ed yes but only as a kind of older brother you know that hierarchy thing i think and well, yeah no, no there wasn't, no, wasn't no, just that right, there was yeah. the whole there was the whole drugs yeah, thing as well wasn't yeah, there right. i'm yeah. i'm steady and i'm sensible and you're yeah. off the rails there All was the that yeah. yeah yeah but but you're yeah, right it, right. It, it, there wasn't the kind of i am an alpha the way that toby thinks that he is you know also i kind of wonder if that rex and toby love triangle thing mm. ha- kind of just sort of happened by accident because it's not like I don't think it's very. In, I don't think it's an interesting storyline at all. You know, like if you do that, Pip and Toby. But it's are, only not interesting because because we're I dealing... don't care about Rex. I don't care. He's so you... wet. Just get over yourself. She obviously doesn't fancy you. Go and find someone else. That's what I think. Have you never been in love with somebody? <laughs> yes, but you. So you know, and if they don't fancy you, you move on. You can't. You know, but, you don't go around going... Listen, oh, I've just know. said, have you, have you never been in love? And then you're talk, talking about fancying somebody. <laughs> it's two different things. No, no, even if you're in love with someone, okay, you might degrade yourself for a little bit. Mm. But 
But Harriet, yeah. you've obviously <laughs> what you what you're saying is whatever man you've turned your affections to has just fallen for your chance. No, that's not true. You've never had to struggle for love, have you? There was one, but you know, I knew. Oh, go on, tell us. No, no one uh, listens to this podcast. <laughs> I'll edit this bit out, Dude, honest. No one, no one I know. No, um, maybe he does. Oh my gosh. Maybe I shouldn't send it. Because I'm not in touch anymore. No. I, but no, but ultimately, I just knew that it was never going to happen. And I didn't want to, you know, humiliate myself any further. So I just I, I think there is, I think there's a little bit of a, a key difference. Because of the way that our social live... norms are. Yeah. And Goddess Diva I... will totally disagree with me here but i think most of the listeners will go okay you have a point here royfield the our social norms are though they are changing is that generally men do a little bit of the chasing shall we say right so as a man you kind of expect to get more rejections in your face so to speak yeah whereas traditionally in our culture in our society and I know it's not actually the case and you can read all the Jane Austen all you want and the way that women uh, have manoeuvred themselves to be at the right place at the right time for a man to declare his undying affections for them. That, um, you know, traditionally speaking, women kind of wait to to be asked, uh, you know, out, etc., yeah. etc. Et so the very fact that you can only mention one instance where you had your affections rebuffed tells me that you is a woman <laughs> in a heterosexual construct and me as a, as a geezer bloke in a heterosexual construct, you know, I've had my affections dashed, turned down on numerous occasions. Oh, that's because you're just always chasing too many people. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way, you just, it's just the just, way just, that it kind of traditionally is. It has to be said though, in a, in a world of Tinder and online dating, all of that's no, got somewhat turned on its head. It's all somewhat turned on its head. Hence I said traditionally with our kind of culture and societal yeah, constructs. completely different now. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. would you know, when's the last time you were on Tinder? Well, no, annoyingly, I'd, I think I'd married Rufus by the time it came out. So... That was annoying. So I think I would have been quite good at it. <laughs> would you like to have done yeah, a bit of tindering? I think I would have really enjoyed it. Because I loved speed date. Like, speed dating was the thing. You know, like, it kind of came out before I was not single or properly attached. And I loved that. It was so brilliant. I loved, I loved meeting. You, you loved speed dating? I thought speed dating was brilliant. I loved, I loved dating, generally. And dating wasn't so much as a thing. Mm. Like, you know, but this was only about 12 years ago. Um, but it was pre-apps and everything. But I would, I think I would have really enjoyed that. Just, I really like meeting new people, going out with them. And, and, you know, and kissing and, and, them. Yeah, and kissing them. And then going home, if you don't with like them. them. With them. No, I didn't. I, well, it depends, doesn't it? I don't, know, can you, I don't think we should talk about this. This isn't Archers. This, I feel like Pip. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, instead I of us talking... Mm. I have found the whole friends with benefits thing on the Archers. Really, I found... I just find all that really cringy. Because the Archers is so good at doing, you know, funny... It's like kissing on the radio is horrible, don't you think? Because mm. you just immediately know that they're two actors in a studio and 
uh, you know, and everyone's feeling a bit awkward. It just doesn't work, I don't think. And Pip's kind of like, you know, fr- it's like kind of trying to be a bit cool. And I don't, it doesn't work for me. Mm. Well, mm. well, But maybe it works for other people. Uh-huh. I like romance on the radio. I like proper, you know, characters that you really care about falling in love. See, I am romantic. Well, I think if it's dressed up in an early 19th century drama, <laughs> then you're no, all over it's, it. It's, it's, it's the archers being very, you know, being very contemporary, which obviously it should be. But, you know, they're not on Tinder. You know, why isn't Pip on Tinder or why isn't Toby on Tinder? Oh, oh really tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, and we have discussed this before, is that, uh, not you and I, but uh, <laughs> Lucy and I, we don't care for this couple because no. we're still trying to get our heads around this new incarnation of Pip. And Toby yeah. is just an annoyance, is new and an yeah. annoyance. And, and even if she'd gone for Rex, we'd still go, ugh, because yeah, Rex exactly. is just still too yeah. wet and we don't... still don't have the emotional investment in no, him as, exactly. as a character. I don't care for any of those characters mm. in the way that I do care about the Grundies and Emma. Yeah, well, because they're much more established, much yeah. more established, yeah. and and we kind of get them as, as people. Yeah. Uh, but let, talking about relationships, I think yeah. we should um, listen to Claire Astbury, who had two bites of the cherry this week, worrying yes. about Shula and Alistair. Hi, Royfield and Lucy and Dumpty Dummers everywhere. It's Claire from Clapham, uh, back again. Uh, just listened to uh, your podcast and uh, very much enjoyed the uh, additional material at the end. Uh, I'm afraid I don't know any blokey blokes either, so I can't help you there. Um, but I did want to bring in with a quick uh, plot prediction, which by the end of the week might already have gone wrong. So I might ring back and apologise for it by the end of the week. But... Um, it relates to these varying storylines around Alistair moving his surgery back and all the ongoing weird things, what's going on between Shira and Alistair, is he having some kind of thing on the side, what's happened to their relationship, it's all, it's been there in the background for a long time and nothing much has happened except that Jim was clearly uncomfortable while he was living there and there was an atmosphere and Alistair went off and had his surgery somewhere else so he's presumably not so much under surveillance from Shula, maybe he's off gambling again or something, I don't know. I, I just have a feeling that there's something going on there. Uh, and now Fallon wants to find some ridiculous hinge or something so that she can dunk the vicar. And I think that this might be the thing that pulls this all out in the open and it'll all fall apart in a really spectacular way. So something will be found at the surgery when it moves across or something back and there'll be something revealed and then this will blow a massive hole in Shula and Alistair's marriage um, and then off the back of that maybe Shula will come out and say what she knows about Rob as well uh, I don't know just I think there's a lot that there's waiting to explode there and it's been waiting to explode for a long time and it's been alluded to and nothing very clear so I shall be interested to see if by the end of the week something big has happened to the Shula and Alistair storyline. Uh, and if not, I'll ring back and apologise. Thanks, folks. Hi, Dumpty Dum. It's Claire from Clapham here, back again. I told you I'd ring back if I got things wrong. And clearly I did get things wrong. But my uh, top tip is that 
look out for that. Something's going on between Alistair and Shula. Alistair's up to something. Their relationship's in the doldrums. Uh, it might all blow up and something will come out of maybe the move back to the stables. Who knows? I uh, hope you get this because I'm doing it off the phone. I'm not sure if it'll work. Now, this relationship um, kerfuffle has been rumbling on for a couple of years, hasn't it? And there was horse, there was horse paintings he blurted out once. Um, when Jimus uh, lived there, he said things were frosty and cold. Yeah. Um, and he couldn't wait to get the heck out of there. Well, first off, Shula didn't even want him to be there. Neither did Alistair, to be fair. No. But, um, but he said the atmosphere wasn't good. So what do you think is going well, on? I wonder if now that there's a new character and Alistair's come back and he's gone, oh, my surgery's fine. You know, because mm. it was always the surgery was the excuse, the new surgery. Yeah. yeah. Are we now, are we supposed just to think, oh, because obviously we were thinking, well, he's having an affair or it's his gambling thing again. Mm-hmm. But now, it, now he's come back as a new, as a new voice. Maybe they just genuinely needed, you know, old Alistair, they sacked him or whatever they did, or maybe he moved on. And they just had this gap that they needed to fill in with excuses. So maybe there isn't a, a, a plot going on. Oh, Because then there I is. thought, you think? There has to be. And But, but then on. why? But then it's just so why bring, why bring in a new Alistair voice? You know, why... Well, well. There could be there could be a myriad of reasons and, there, and then why why like make sure you know everybody they've they've kind of they've said that oh his his new surgery is up and running now they ke- they keep mentioning that so that we all know like they mentioned it the other day I think Caroline or somebody did or Jill and mm. she said um, oh can no, you do your no, Jill impression no because I told you <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so sorry but I, I don't think I can do Jill I think maybe what oh who was it uh, Mr Mabbott yes mm-hmm. uh, well I'm really flattered that, that he likes my Jill impression considering I you wonder don't do one if it was um, Christine who um, uh, kind of talk, talks a bit like this and maybe he thought that this was the Jill impression but that was my um, Christine I really don't think I've done Hootie Jill uh, maybe I did ages ago but I I was listening to her the other day because I've tried to do her before it I think Lucy does out. a really good Jill impression actually can I've you do Lucy can, do... can you do a Lucy no I can't <laughs> I can't do Lucy okay without, just... without doing Lucy describe Lucy's uh, voice I just think it's like jolly hockey sticks and you know yes and, um... it is mm-hmm. but it's um, but she's got slight regional accent hasn't she hasn't she got a slight 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 regional sometimes like northampton is that yeah regional that's north of london isn't it barely oh okay i think sometimes i heard a bit of i don't know maybe not i can't do lucy because she's too unique and a bit too no but you know she's the trouble is i can't all the characters who are rp Mm. and and, um unless they're caroline uh oliver oliver Oh, that's Joan on me. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like going, I was doing Caroline the other day, but it, she she was becoming like Eddie, Eddie, uh, Joan on me. Um, uh, but unless they've got <laughs> unless they've got a different tone to mine, I can't do like I can't mm. do Helen because she's too similar, or Pat. I can't do any RP ones that aren't um, Oliver. No, God, I'm like, I kind of literally can't do Caroline anymore. Uh, Unless they're like you know different tone, 
Mm. Yeah, they they need to have an accent, really. To what do. do you mean they need to have an accent? Everyone's got an accent. Though after I mean, saying that, though, the amount, the amount of times people say to me over here, oh, my God, I love your accent, it's so cute. And I have to keep on reminding them, <laughs> I don't have an accent. Everybody in, everybody in America has an accent, which they all think is really funny. It's the one oh, pathetic oh, joke I can dine oh, out on and get I bet it. you love that. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, what have yeah. you actually said about Shuler and Alistair? Uh, I've forgotten. I don't think that, I think nothing's going to, although I did wonder, well, I mean, I see maybe it's going to happen. I thought Shuler was going to have an, I thought there was going to be that Her Shula and Doki going to have yeah. an affair. And they had a love triangle thing years ago, didn't they? I think. Was it actually a love triangle or did she just have a thing with him? I don't remember um, I think Lizzie I th- having a thing with Docky Locky, though, I so maybe somebody will call in. I like think Cosmo I tell me as well. spoke to Ali about it, who plays Lizzie, mm. and I think she obviously she wouldn't tell me what was going to happen, but I think I'm sure she said that they'd that had already happened in the past. So, like, so Shula had an affair with because they fell out, didn't Shula and Elizabeth fall out over him, or is that Shula and someone else? Maybe Cosmo. somebody. Went. Cosmo yeah. put us out of our yeah. misery. Yeah. Mm. Now, but uh, you know what? I think that's the end of the calls, though. Oh, that's a relief. God. Yeah. But before we go on to the emails, the emails oh. uh, that, that you're gonna she that you're gonna those? read out. Yeah. Well, yes. Oh. Uh, let me just get. Uh, go go into your Gmail whilst oh, okay. I uh, whilst I'll just okay. like fill manfully. Opening dogs. Sorry, that sounded sexist. <laughs> per- person fully. Um, now. Exeter yeah. Dormouse is a, is a man who I actually quite like. And right. um, he sends some rather lovely little tweets and things. And he sent a stunning picture on the Twitters oh. of his okay. view on the Conway estuary uh, of him listening to Dumbly Dum. So it's just like the Conway oh. estuary. It just looks so beautiful. It's a bit kind of barren. I think you just see his little pooch skipping along the sand dunes right down at the bottom. And um, so I think good listener mm. that you should take a picture of wherever you are uh whilst oh, listening to yeah, dumpty dump that's lovely because that's that lovely each one yeah exactly oh, that's stunning it was oh, absolutely love, beautiful yeah, yeah it, oh, really? I, I felt like i was there with him well, i kind of was i was in his ears oh, but, nice. so wherever you are if you're on the tube or wherever uh mm. just take a picture walking down the street uh, in the next week and say, this is where I am listening to Dumpty Dum. And if you're not listening to it, you could just pretend because you no one's going to see. So you just take a really no, nice picture. not entering into the spirit at <laughs> all, Harriet. Not condoning fraud. <laughs> then people to pass off just great pictures of taking it. Oh, yes. I they, don't have, they don't have to listen tonight because Lucy's not on it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't bother. You're so evil. Um, um, talk, yeah. Talking about listening to Dumpty Dum out in the wild, so to speak. Yeah. The Dumpty Dum greeting. Now, this has been rumbling on in the background for a couple of weeks. Special Diet One said, look, quite simply, if you meet somebody who you think is a fellow Dumpty Dumber, Dumpty Dumber, the greeting should be, I really enjoyed it this week. <laughs> yes. Yes. End of and then- chat. Raised eyebrows from the other party. If they don't know, yeah, they would. Oh, yeah. Well, they would because they'll be listening to the podcast. Yeah, maybe you should do like, you know, the Pokemon Go dating app. You could do a Dumpty Dum one. What? There's a Pokemon Go dating app? Yaha, yeah. How do you know all this stuff? Because then you're happily married. 
<laughs> Methinks your marriage is not so happy. <laughs> I just read about all this I stuff. I wish things. I did Tinder, mm. Royfield. <laughs> I didn't say that. I said if it had been around... Gosh, it's so tiring. I'm too tired to do any of that now. I mean, obviously I couldn't anyway, but... Yeah. Uh, no, but anyway, why don't you do a Dumpty Dum one? Hmm. Well, you're you're not the first person to actually mention this, you know. Right. It has been mentioned before that we should do um, a Dumpty Dum dating app. But these things take time and, And more importantly, money. money. Yeah. 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 Mm. Anyway, Anyway, um, emails. Hit us with some emails, please. Oh, okay. The Ambridge emails have gone doolally again, and it seems Alistair Lloyd has been reviewing the last 12 months of accounts. He has recently had this message from his accountants, apparently. Who's this email from? Just keep reading. Okay. It will be revealed. Dear Mr Lloyd, we enclose the accounts for the last year in draft form for your review and approval. It is extremely unusual in this day and age for a vet to be a sole practitioner. And whilst we realise your past experiences of partners makes you wary, we really feel that you should employ a younger vet with a view to him or her becoming a partner and eventually buying the practice from you. Like many others, we do not know your precise age or even your birthday date, but we can observe that no one gets younger. The last year's results... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the last year's results are of course Benjamin by... Button did though didn't he yeah that's such a boring film the last year's results are of course distorted by the additional costs of having the practice located in Penny Hassett and the inevitable extra travelling costs whilst much of this was covered by your insurance policy it is perhaps inevitable that the costs are higher than in a normal year and hence your profitability is not a true reflection of your business with the return to Ambridge we are sure the next year will be more stable so that's a good pun. Isn't it? yeah, yeah. We notice heavy expenditure on training courses and the resultant need to contract out coverage to other practices when you are away. We note your view that there is a need to keep knowledge up to date. But if you had a junior vet, as mentioned, then weekend cover brackets for cricket and for training courses would almost be self-funding. We could run a simulation if you wish, particularly as you have indicated a wish to inspect horse paintings with your wife and to spend more time there. Oh, I get it. We were a little surprised that the training takes place in Las Vegas in Atlanta City. <laughs> but no doubt you cannot afford to take a bet on your knowledge of modern veterinary practices. Should you require any explanation, and if you are able to identify if any of the rather large items of cash withdrawals relate to business as opposed to personal expenditure, then we can reclassify them within the accounts to reduce the tax payable, both on your personal tax return and on the company tax return to ensure a true and fair treatment. <laughs> we look forward to hearing from you, Cosmo. Uh-huh. He's very clever, that Cosmo. He's very isn't clever. He? Very clever. Yeah. Very clever. He should be like your, I don't know, I don't know, like your. Our Cosmo he, person. Yeah, he's your Cosmo, but he's kind of like. Well, that's you know, what he, he is. Should... Cosmo is Cosmo. Yeah. He's brilliant. He's like your anchor. But you couldn't do anything without Cosmo. He's like your content provider. <laughs> <laughs> People pay a lot of money to have a Cosmo. Um, do I read this next one? Yes, please. From Phoebe Figalily. Oh, mm-hmm. Phoebe's knees. Mm-hmm. Elderflower Cordial Index News. Bringing you the Elderflower Cordial Report from Santa Rosa, California. $16.99 for 750 milliliters. It is a big bottle, though, to be fair. Cool, it's so expensive. That was the cheapest bottle. Another one was $32.99. On Twitter, at Claire Bellegarde, Elderflower Presses 
£3.5 at London Bridge comes with sanctimonious health warning. In a photo. Robert, Robert and I, Robert, uh, 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 Ruth, Ruth. Sugar sweet <laughs> soft drinks are the single largest source of sugar in our children's diets. That's why Jamie's Italian. We're adding 10p to the price of every soft drink with added sugar. The money raised will go directly to the Children's Health Fund, which has been set up to support vital children's food education in the UK. For, for more information, visit childrenshealthfund.org.uk. Does that sound like Linda? <laughs> I, that sounded just like my Lindy Bot. Well done, you. Um, I tell you, that's a perfect time for us to... Oh, and just, I'm just reminding you, chaps, yeah. uh, please, please call in. Send a pigeon or something like that. We've got to talk about this man's hour. We need, yeah, we need, we need think, topics. We need topics. I think anyone who knows Adrian Charles Ugh. or Jenny Murray. Oh my God, well, I tell you the I tell you the blokesiest bloke, and I mean this in the nicest possible way. Who listens to this show is Goddess Diva. There's someone with a I pair know. of balls. Hey, you've said that, and mm. I think that's quite right. Mm. I'm assuming she's already on the team. I think she might have just made her way onto the team. But- there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Anyway, uh, let's discuss the other side after touching Midi Bell. Uh, because you know what, folks, there's no hashtag the Archer Tweets of the Week because Harriet couldn't be fussed to do any. When you don't have a roof over your head. Build that wall. Build that wall. There was Build nothing marked wall. classified on my wall. emails, Build either sent or received. Build that wall. I Build am wall. humbled Build to have been wall. chosen by Build the Conservative Party Build to become its leader. That Britain is just a small island that no one pays attention to. A former colony won the right to determine its own destiny. 
Hello and welcome to Mid-Atlantic, the show where we look at the news and the views from one side of the ocean from the perspective of the other. Do you have a National Trust sticker on your car? Do you think you could be best friends with Kath Kidson? Do you spend hours wandering around the airport looking for an organic quinoa cafe because you refuse to go to Burger King? Then Sarah Smith Cloths offer you. Available from Sainsbury's for the Posher Washer. Proud sponsors of Dumpty Dum. I've just had a look at the Dumpty Dum shop. They've got no tracksuits, but they do do t-shirts, which are very flattering. Nice if you want to show off your figure a little bit. Nick couldn't carry one off, of course, but I can. Good day, everyone. I need to be really quick this week because so many things have been going on in both the forum and on our Facebook page. On our forum, which is dumptydum.com forward slash forums, we've been talking about Linda Snell in Rygate looking for llamas. This was started by David Loft. Where the lesbians at? Goddess Diva. And I have a comment to make about Goddess Diva later. Uh, Stop Press, started by Miss Mid-City. And I need either legal advice or therapy, which was started by Alison Johnson. And there was the news about the uh, demise of William Smethurst. So over on our Facebook page... Uh, we also looked at the demise of William Smethers and there was a beautiful tribute uh, written by someone who had worked with him which we posted up. Uh, we also asked um, <clears throat> how many people had heard of the Brazilian celebrity that Fallon has managed to secure to open the fate. To be honest with you, I was really confused because they've had celebrities in the past and I didn't know if this was a real celebrity or not. The fact that they were playing for Felpersham really confused me. But <clears throat> most people agreed that we didn't know who he was. Uh, so, but they were funny in their answers. So you need to go to the Facebook page to see that. Um, we wondered whether there was going to be a fate without Linda's help. And Ruth Simpson said, of course, it will be a fate accompli. I thought it might be a fateful day, perhaps. Uh, Vicky Cole said, yes, but maybe a last minute crisis that only Linda will be able to resolve. Good point, Vicky. This is the artist after all. Helen O'Neill said Linda will step in at the last moment when Fallon bribes her with her own body weight of cake to persuade her to help and admits that she can't do it alone. We also uh, wondered about the scholarship. Will Tom win the scholarship? It would be such a letdown if he didn't, as we've heard a lot about it lately. Uh, and Kate Swift agreed, yes, but given that they've all been banging on about how great it would be for him, Alice will probably get it so she can study astro-wedding planning and its effect on milk yields. Well done, Kate. Uh, Vicky Cole said, yes, he will, but there will be weeks of angst about whether he should apply. I must admit, I thought the conversation on Friday, your time, Saturday, my time, was really interesting where Pat just said categorically, no. And then Tony talked around and I thought, well, that's interesting. You would have thought there'd be a discussion, then a decision on, oh, yes, but what do I know? I'm only a parent. And Witherspoon asked, where has Kirsty been lately? Does Fallon have her chained to a serving station? I'm not quite sure where that came under that, but uh, I did take his point. Teal Supper, what kind of listener are you? And you are all sorts. And for the record, 
I uh, not that anybody's that interested, but I am definitely the main meal is usually supper if it's in if we have it in the evening because we try to have the main meal in the day. But I just want to clarify that by saying that is some a legacy given to me by my mother-in-law. So that's not my my family would have said tea, and, and I'm from the south. Uh, but my partner's uh, family, um, you know, my current partner's family anyway, <laughs> always say something, so now I do. Um, then we also asked about a boys-only podcast. Uh, anyone up for lobbying Lucy for a girls-only podcast? And I have to say that the the winner of that one is we would like one with Goddess Diva. I think one with Goddess Diva would be absolutely awesome and probably hilarious. But I would just like to say that if this happens, could I have notice, please? Because I love Goddess Diva, I really do. But she has a different language parameter to the one I want my daughter to listen to. So I'm just going to make sure she just doesn't listen into that one. But you know, go for it, Goddess Diva. You have great opinions. Um, we also had a discussion about whether we should have not a Wacker Mole. I didn't actually know what that was, but a Wacker Susan stall and some fantastic suggestions there. They go, they want to whack all sorts of people. And uh, Nicholas Barnes put up a, quite a good little graphic uh, showing the different people that we could whack. Well done, Nicholas. That was really well done. Um, and Bill Walker suggested behead a knobhead, mainly Rob. <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, so yeah, really busy on uh, the Facebook page this week and you have been very, very funny. As I say, it's very cold in Australia at the moment, so or certainly my part of Australia. So it, it's great to be able to cosy up in the evening and read your, your comments. You do make me laugh and I appreciate that. So dumptydum.com forward slash forums or find us on the Facebook page where there's four, uh, over a thousand uh, strange listeners just like yourself. Come join us. Until next week. Hooroo. Thank you, Millie Bell. That was most awesome. Um, Harriet? I love her voice. She should do voiceovers. What do you reckon to my voice? Uh, you could actually really do voiceovers. Oh, shut up. No, because they need at the moment that you. it needs regional to be kind of... Regional ethnics. Well, no, no. Regional voices. Regional real sounding voices. Mm. That's, the, that's, that's the brief at the moment. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, you can be my agent, take 15%. How's that? <laughs> All right. Shop news. <laughs> We've got a shop, it's on dumdydum.com. Go to dumdydum.com and get yourself a mug, t shirt, a nappy, or for our American listeners, a diaper, which says dumdydum. There's a whole manner of merchandise there. Go there. And, but whatever you do, whatever you buy, take a picture of yourself with the said item, post it onto a bit of social media. That is part of the Dumby Dumb universe, and we'll love you lot. So, dumbydum.com forward slash shop. And also on dumbydum.com, there's some loads of stuff. There's forums and all sorts, and it's like people hang out and just do stuff. iTunes, iTunes, write a review. It's awesome. And it also helps us, more importantly, get to the top of the iTunes charts, which is quite important. Write mm. a review, uh, put five stars next to it, and just go like this, blah, 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 in the review, as long as it's positive. Yeah. Though... On occasion, you can be well, a little bit... Well, they could write something bit... horrible but still put five stars, couldn't they? Well, it's not really anything the spirit of things. Mm. But then there can be constructive criticism. There yeah. can be. Which actually is really, really useful. It, it's, uh, yeah, it can be constructive, that <laughs> constructive criticism. Uh, but generally, we just like you to just say it's awesome and give yeah. put five stars. And just say, oh, my God, it was so much fun to hear Harriet uh, oh, all the way through the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Well, we've got Should I do you... some more impressions next time? Yeah, please. 
you know, yeah. because I think that's the only reason why people are tuning in. I didn't exactly. I didn't really do any. No. I'm trying to think. I could give me something to say, and then I could end it as somebody. All right. Well, let me just prattle through this this stuff, and then you you can end with a flourish. All right. Go on. Now, as well as writing reviews and going to our shop and going onto our forum, there are other ways you can help to keep our little show on the road. Now, one way is you can help us is by hitting that donate button on the website or sorry <laughs> um or you can go this is old clary to patreon.com search for dumpty dum and you can donate two dollars a show which is about one pound thirty mm. more like mm. one pound fifty right now I... but anyway i need to update that and i said i'd do that last week and i didn't now remember to get in contact, to get on the show, you can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe or you can call us on 0203-031-3105 to leave us a telephonic message if your computer's up the fritz or, like Goddess Diva, uh, you're at work and you're calling from a call centre. That's what she does when she calls in. On Twitter, on social media, specifically Twitter, you can uh, catch up with us. We are at Me, I'm at Royfield. Or me. Lucy B. Freeman. Sarah Smith at Sarah underscore Smith. And Harriet at Shambridges. That was me doing me. <laughs> but Sarah Smith was... Sarah Smith talks like that, doesn't she, I think? Mm. That's um, me. I on, am Sarah Smith. You just are. so you know. On the Book of Face. <laughs> uh... Faccia Libra. What do they oh, call I'm, Facebook um, in Italian? Is it Faccia uh, Libra? No, loro, um, uh, allora, um, dicono le Facebook, I think. They wouldn't say Libra Yeah, but what, 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 what is, is it? Would that be the direct translation? Would be that, though, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. I guess so, but I guess it would be something more like... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Il face, no, lo Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> um, now on Facebook, if you just type in Dumpty Dum, uh, you'll bump into 1,300 of like a lurkers just hanging out with Millie Bell shooting the breeze, ha- having a bit of a giggle. Now, next week, yes. joining Harriet and I, we mm. have Christine Michael, Ambridge Observer on the show, yo. That is, that is brilliant. She is you must be paying her a lot of money because that is a good guest. I'm not paying her any more than we pay you. It wouldn't be right. <laughs> good. <laughs> so I've already clocked up nearly two hours. I like, I like the way you said, because that is a good guest as opposed to you. How would you categorise your performance on the show this oh, week? I would just call me a filler in her. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even do any impressions. Oh well, my god, you I didn't did. even do Jill. You did Clary. I'm going to have to work on Jill for next week. To be fair to you. I don't think I've ever done Jill. Mm. But to be fair to you, you managed to do old Clary. You yeah. managed to do Linda. Yeah. And you managed to do you. <laughs> you did an impression of a co-host. I did a bit of Emma, didn't I? A bit of Kira. I said Kira. You said that's Kira. That's what she says, isn't it? Mm. Oh, Ed. Ed. Kira. That's all she says. Mum. Mm. Yeah, anyway, sorry. <laughs> uh, are we are. done? <laughs> sorry. Are you, have you, are you, have you gone now? No, I'm still here. 
I, I do want to go though, but I'm just saying, is there anything else we should discuss? <laughs> um, oh, what about my notes? I didn't get to discuss. Shall I say what I want to discuss next week? No, well, oh. being as you've got your notes now, let's go through them quickly. Um, where's Ben Archer? Don't know. Um, that Brazilian... Oh, we did that. No, uh, we didn't. We did that off off the show. Oh, oh no, we didn't. We did it on the yeah. show. Yeah. Okay, right. No division footballer. Did, He's did not go real. anywhere anyway. Anyway, yeah, go. Yeah. That's it. What That's else my you notes. got? Is that That's it? My notes. I did my Jane Austen bit. And Wait I, minute, I thought you, that was all right. We held up the end of the show for that. <laughs> Where's Ben Archer? Don't know. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Here's right. something for people to think about. <laughs> right. Oh, well. I'm so hot and tired. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it over there? It is from? twenty to one. In the morning? No, in the middle of the day. Oh. Middle of the day. Oh, I'm fine then. I'm knackered. What a really busy day. I joined the National Trust. Did you? Yeah. Um, hashtag I am Sarah Smith. I was going to say that is just yeah, so. I know. I, I thought we wouldn't, and we nearly didn't, and then we just oh, let's just do it. Mm. Anyway, so we've done it now. Good for so you. I'm, I am old officially, but I, oh. but I'm not. Um, You're just a woman of your station in life, aren't you? I'm a, I, well. I, I just have to conform to everything eventually, don't I? I've eventually. got three kids though. I should join it. It's what you do now. Did you know it's got the biggest? It's like it's a. Uh, it's got the biggest membership in Europe. Of apparently. what? Uh, I don't know. I just. <laughs> I was of told that. trusts. Of all the national yeah. trusts throughout Europe, it's the biggest. And now... Or has it just got the biggest membership in Europe? Oh, yeah, that's it. Of any any type of membership. Of any, of any type of thing, yeah. So it's like a... That's like a big... that Yeah. So that's like an impressive fact. So whatever you said that sounded most impressive. And now they're going <laughs> to America to, um, to help the States mm. because there are, like, some places that are, like, 50 years old now, aren't they? And so... They, <laughs> to encourage people to go and look at them. It is funny over here, though, that people say, oh, my goodness, that building's really old. It's 40 years old. You're like, what? It's not old at all. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that tree. It's, it's, oh, no, I guess the trees are very old. No, no, those redwoods. So I was taken out by Robin Winning, um, a dum-de-dum listener, uh, time trip before last here, and we went uh, to some redwood forest. And there was this redwood and it was, um, and I think it was cut through and it says that this forest is, I don't know, like 2,000 years old. And it showed you the one that was cut through and it's, and the rings were marked. It was like Battle of Hastings, you know, it happened on this ring. This, you know, this ring, Christopher Columbus hit the new world, etc. And that was, ooh. Right. They can do old trees around here. It's just old buildings they don't do. Yeah. You know, I mean. 40 years old and people just go, oh, look at that. Oh, you know. History, history. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it must be so depressing. Why, why Especially depressing? if you're it... over 40. Hmm. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> I'm going to repeat what I said to you before about your jibe about me being older than you. Black don't crack. <laughs> and on that note, I'm going to bid you my no, leave, madam. I... Thanks, on that note. Um, thanks, so I should I come back? 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Next week. Well, I don't know, really. I think I need to put out a, <laughs> cast my net for another co-host. Look, audition a few people, and mm. then I'll, I'm around next Sunday. Oh, sorry, I'm not allowed to say the date.